about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time. Here's your host, Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome into uh, Game Time. This is your all-access pass to Central Texas sports, and so, so much to talk about on this Monday. We'll uh, dive into this, to some high school football. We'll review some college football and some college football that wasn't, and we'll also get into the NFL and, uh, oh, We'll uh, we'll talk about that before we before we do anything. Let, we we got a meet and greet. Let's go around the horn. Glenn, how you doing? Good, fellas. How are you today? Doing great. And uh, Garrett, you are you better? I mean, give me a give me a, a grade. Give me a number. Seventy five, ninety five. Where right. are you in this thing? I want to say I'm about seventy five percent. Every time I go outside, mm-hmm. um, everything messes up on me. My mouth is like literally itching right now. It feels like I have poison ivy. Don't go outside. I can't, I, dude. I have to. I cannot stand being inside. You got to. You got to call Doctor Feelgood or somebody yes. and and get this thing fixed. I know it. So it's it's you know it's. I think it's ragweed. I'm hoping it's just a horrible ragweed allergy. It may be weed, but I don't know about no ragweed. <laughs> I was about to say if you will quit rolling it in those strawberry zigzags, it might help you a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Holy moly, great minds. Uh, let's see. Well. I, 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 let's just say it. I, I thought that was as bad a football, and then as good a football in the same game. I, am I right? Or I mean, there were some things that were just stupid in that football game, and then there were times, boy, it looked like they were uh, they were midseason form. It, they were all over the map yesterday. Well, I mean, it didn't it feel a lot like the week one game where you know. The first quarter and a half of football, I mean, the Cowboys looked like they had not been in any type of physical practice at all. Obviously, no preseason games, but fumbling the ball and then, you know, Dak trying to flip the ball out of his hand down there, to, you know, pressing to make a play. It, it, it had so much preseason feel to it in about the first quarter and and I'm going to say quarter and a half of football in a, in a in a lot the same way the Rams game did but boy fellas I tell you what when you look at when you sit back and you look at it and you really try to digest the game and think about you know how the Cowboys had three turnovers two really poor executed poorly executed fakes uh you know on, on punts give up 39 points don't get a turnover and still figure out a way to win the game. I, I, I think oh, it was hang like, on a second. Did they win it or did Atlanta lose it? I, that, well, the last I, I know checked, it doesn't matter. They're, well, the last I one. checked, if you look at the stats right here, it says they're one and one. They've won one and lost one. So, I, I mean, we could yes, we could sit here and, and argue, did Atlanta lose it? Did Atlanta, for not kicking the extra point and, and going for two when you're up 19? I mean, it's the craziest it was the craziest scenario that I've, maybe that I've ever that I've ever seen, been around. I mean, I again, it was. I think that the odds were, I think four hundred and forty times that scenario had been played since I don't remember Edward. Till yesterday, <laughs> crazy statistic and, and and one. So it's it's literally like going and betting a, you know, a hundred to one horse. And, and and then grabbing your you know what's and hoping it'll run and that's exactly but at, that's at that exactly point don't happened. you isn't it about adding on if you're Atlanta every chance you get to score you score 
Of I course. Mean, and, and they didn't do that. No, I, I, I mean, it doesn't – I'm telling you, and, and we'll get into this some during, the, during our show today, but, I mean, the a- analytics and the analytical side of, of, of all of this, has it worked for anybody except the Oakland A's? That, that really – that's my question. Ha, has the analytical side worked for anybody? Because that was – and I'll, we, we can talk about what Mike McCarthy's response was to being down nothing to, to, to sit – I mean, it doesn't even make your head itch. It makes your rear end itch just reading the response. It, it's, the, it, it's, it's one of those things where almost like you're talking down your nose. You're an MIT math professor – you're talking down your nose trying to explain to somebody a numbers situation that, that I, I don't even care if you understand Chisholm Bop. That's that crap where you count your knuckles, your fingers, your toes, and all that, try to figure out how to make it work. It doesn't work. All right. It's uh, five minutes after 10. Let's get to some sports news headlines, and then we're going to dive into all of this here on uh, Game Time for a, uh, for a Monday. As we mentioned, the Cowboys did win 40-39. to 39. They're one and one. They are now in first place in the NFC East, tied with the, uh, the uh, football team in Washington. The Giants are winless. The Eagles are winless. It's an ugly division early. Um, week two will conclude tonight with the, the Saints and the Raiders. Uh, the one game that entertained me, that I, I found fun to watch mm-hmm. was the Seattle the Seattle game. I, I thought the Seattle uh, Patriots game was was uh, was fun to watch. And is there a guy playing better than than the Seattle quarterback? I mean, seriously, this dude Russell Wilson is flat on fire with his efficiency and and his leadership and his ability to get his football team down the field and score. That dude is he's playing at a level that's just unbelievable through the first two weeks. I and think- he looks in control of his football team. I mean that, that that's the thing. I mean he, you're right. He does some things that and and he keeps plays alive with his feet. Does some things uh, that that are really beyond me. I, it. it I think that this is going to be a good, you know, the Cowboys are going up there Sunday. This will be a great matchup for them. Uh, and, and I'm saying great matchup because they're going to have to go out and score with them. And, boy, boy Dallas defensively does not look does not look where they need to be. But, yeah, it was that a great game last night? And, and then, guys, my surprise team continues to be the, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, how about them just thumping Washington yesterday? <laughs> and, again, I – I've said this multiple times. I'm, I'm not afraid to say, boy, I was as critical of that move of hiring Cliff Kingsbury and then drafting Kyler Murray, and and boy, they look like they look like geniuses right now. They're they're two and zero, and and maybe playing as good a football as anybody in the league. All right, uh, seven minutes after ten, and we're gonna, I, I promise we're going to dive back into the Cowboys and uh, talk about their their defensive woes, and they have plenty of them because they can't, and I repeat, they cannot get off the field on third down or fourth down. So, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, in uh, college football, there was only one Big 12 team in action, Oklahoma State 16 and Tulsa 7. Now, guys, when we uh, when we were on the air Friday, mm-hmm. it was Baylor and the U of H, and the U of H was in town. Fox was in town. Everybody was in town. I had just gone over to the stadium, set up the equipment to get ready for the uh, pregame show, our tailgate show. All, everything was in place. And then Garrett – the wheels came off. Yeah, I was in there cutting the sports centers, and I had everything prepared, ready to roll, and then I see the text message. 
games off and I was like, well, got to redo all these. But yeah, it's one of those things where the timing of it was really bad. You already had Houston up here and, you know, they have to turn around and go back home. Mm. Uh, it's something that you kind of know the ex kind of expect going into this. And it's something to keep an eye on going forward. But, yeah, for Baylor not to be able to get that game in before conference play really stinks. So this will be Saturday if they play. This will be their fourth opening day opponent this season stretch. Their fourth opening day opponent will be the Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday night. Yeah, and, and, and think about what the staff has been through to mm. try to, you know, break those games down, try to get ready for – who you know who you're going to see and 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 the very you know the the dip the different variances of all of those all of those schemes i mean you know you got obviously less is coming in here they, they they had a loss a tough loss at coastal carolina but he's bringing the jayhawks in here with a with a game already played you were going to play u of h they you know dana holgerson throws it all over the field you were going to play louisiana tech skip holtz i mean the things that they can do offensively so i i'm sure that it's one of those things where they're just trying to, they being the Baylor coaching staff, is just trying to point to one game, get this thing off the ground, and and, and see what happens. But it's got to be a little bit uh, frustrating to to take a look at that from a from a game plan perspective and have to having to be put or having to put together four different game plans for different schemes and the things that they were going to see, and then they haven't even know they haven't even opened yet. All right, so here's what we got. We got the uh, Bears and the Kansas Jayhawks, and uh, that'll be a 6.30 kick. Our tailgate begins at 2.30. Network pregame at 4.30. John, JJ, and Ricky with the call at 6.30. Texas will uh, take on Texas Tech in Lubbock. That'll be a 2.30 kick. Our broadcast will be at 1.30 over on our sister station, Bob FM. Kansas State visits Oklahoma. Iowa State is in Fort Worth to take on TCU, and the Cowboys of Oklahoma State will entertain the uh, Mountaineers of West Virginia. One other game of interest, the Aggies will open up their 2020 campaign when they take on the uh, Commodores of Vanderbilt, and we'll have that game over on our sister station, Fox Sports. So there you go. We should have a full slate of college football. Let's hope that uh, – and I, I get it. I mean, health uh, is a priority. I mean, what, what you have to do in this COVID mm -hmm. situation is number one. I get it but it certainly is not fun and it can't be any fun for these coaches and players as they as they get their hopes up to play and then get get them dashed on a Friday so let's hope everything works out high school football uh Argyle did defeat La Vega and stretches there we'll get into that a little later on and then the uh, the other game that we kept an eye on was the uh, Crawford and, and Holland game. And Crawford at home beats Holland 13-8. That was a – well, they tell me that was just a knockdown drag out. That was a really good matchup. And I think that you have added incentive for Crawford going into that, knowing that Holland got the best of you the, the, the previous two seasons. And that's a really prideful program and over there for the Pirates. And those players weren't going to let that happen three times in a row. And I think that they've just shown and proven that they're one of the top teams in Class 2A right now to be dealt with in the state. Well, and also, uh, I did the Mart and, and Whitney game, and I'm going to tell you, that was a tight one in the first half, and in the second half, Mart, uh, they came out and, and really, really played well. Uh, speaking of high school football, coming up at 1.30 this afternoon on Unnecessary Roughness, Q, Ward, and, and Stephen will announce this week's Whataburger High School Pick'em Contest winner, and I'm going to tell you again, guys, we had another undefeated run this week wow how i it just it amazes me we had a lot of we had three one loss teams 
or, 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 or participants and one undefeated. Undefeated. That's three weeks in a row that are winner. You, you got to go undefeated or you ain't going to win this contest. It's pretty getting, simple. You, you're not getting you're not getting the certificate to the Orange W. You better you better figure out a way. You better figure out a way to call them all. We'll have the, uh, the we'll announce at one thirty, and then we'll have the new games up tomorrow, and you can start voting tomorrow. It's the high school pick'em brought to you by Whataburger. Go by uh, check us out at syntexsportsfan.com, and you can cast your vote. So there you go. Also, uh, real quick, Lakers a winner over Denver, one hundred five, one hundred three. Rangers beat the Angels seven to two, and the Dallas Stars, ladies and gentlemen, they win it over the uh, over the Lightning. Four to one to take game one in in the uh, Stanley Cup final, and game two is coming up tonight. Now I watched the third period. I didn't get to see the first two periods, but mm-hmm. I, I did watch the third period. If you'd have just flipped it on like I did and and not look at a score, you'd have thought Tampa Bay was running Dallas out of the gym in the third period. Tampa Bay had twenty two shots on goal. Dallas two. Wow. However. Dallas scores on one of those two as an empty netter uh, at the end of the game to to win it four to one. Did you watch Stretch? Did you get I did, I, I, I did watch some of that, and and it was I, I'm gonna tell you it's very entertaining and fun to watch. But you know, Tom, I'm gonna put it back on you. Did you want? Did you watch Bryson DeChambeau yesterday? Just take yep. the take the U.S. Open and strangle it. I, I mean, I, to 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 see what he's doing right now. In golf, it's amazing too. I mean, he he goes and plays one of the toughest golf courses in Wingfoot, and 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 really just just shows his power and and kind of his kind of his style of play right now. If it goes in the rough, he just hammers it out of the rough. It's that's a fun watch too, and watching what that young man. I, I watched a lot of that, and the, the final pairing. If you want to hit the ball nine million miles, watch either one of those guys. The twenty-one-year-old kid. At times, was out driving to Shambo. I mean, because he, he would he had a lower flight on the golf ball, so when it landed, it had a little had a little turn on it, and and would run out. And <laughs> both of those guys hit it six thousand miles. So it was yeah, it was a fun watch. All right, it's fourteen after ten. We're going to dive into some football, and we're going to do that next when we continue on this Monday edition of Game Time. Your all access pass to Central Texas sports on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a cool and rainy start to the day with temperatures in the upper 60s and lower 70s and a 50% chance of rain. Skies will be mostly cloudy throughout the day with a 70% chance of rain later on due to tropical moisture moving into the area. Temperatures will hover around the mid to upper 60s in the afternoon. Tonight, temperatures will drop down into the mid 60s with mostly cloudy skies and a 70% chance of rain. Tuesday will be similar with tropical moisture still in the area. Highs will stay in the mid 70s and we'll see a 70% chance of showers and storms throughout the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. I love baseball. The Rangers try to split their four-game series with the Angels at the Big A in Anaheim today. That one's hit high in the air, deep center field, trout back at the wall. That ball is history. Have you seen my baseball? Hi, everybody. This is Eric Nadell with Matt Hicks and Jared Sandler. 3-1 pitch is lifted by Huff. High into the air, pretty deep left center. Trout going back. He gets to the track, and this one is over the wall. Rangers versus Angels. First pitch is at 310 on AM 1330 and 93.9 FM, Fox Sports Central Texas. 
Beach totes and flip-flop season will soon be here, so the gift horse is having a winter sale. Find lightweight capes, jackets, leggings, and more, and stock up on gloves and scarves. Check out our select Brighton clearance table and enjoy free gift wrapping. From everyday items to perfectly packaged gifts, you'll find it all at the gift horse. Located at 2056 North Valley Mills Drive, the corner of Valley Mills and Cobbs Drive. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. My house has a new glow. I love my wind. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Nineteen after ten o'clock. Welcome back into game time with Tom and Stretch and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the Cowboys and the Falcons, and we'll uh, get deeper into this uh, this subject with David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour. But t- just a couple of things. Let's just kind of hit a couple of things that uh, that were on my mind, and and uh, I want to get everybody's thoughts on this. Let's talk number one. When, when a team comes out and plays as poorly as Dallas did to start the game, putting the ball on the ground, what, three times in the first 15, 20 plays, whatever it was, where does that – where do you place that blame? Or, or, or was it a lack of preparation? Were we, not, were we not mentally focused? Were we not ready to play the football game? Stretch, you've been around it a million years. Talk yeah. to me. Well, I think, guys, uh, 
two things, and, and, and let me let me start with this. That, that before we get directly into that, Tom, did you see the rash of injuries yesterday across the NFL? I mean, Barkley, Bosa. I'm, I'm talking about guys that could be gone for the year. My initial thought on all of that is lack of contact, uh, lack of practice contact, lack of preseason football, j- just lack of contact overall. Now let's go to the Cowboys and them putting the ball on the ground. I think it was, Tom, I, I believe it was three times in the first ten plays, ten offensive snaps, they put the ball on the ground. I'm saying lack of contact. Now, they were Atlanta went in and was punching the ball out of there. They were and, – and, and they hit it directly a couple of times. But when you go into a football game like you did, and I'm going to go back to last week, and it looked like you were unprepared defensively, like you'd never seen any kind of boots, waggles, ability to throw the ball uh, on, on quick, short drops like Jared Goff was doing – and you had you you allow you allowed LA to go right down the field and get you down early in the game. It felt the same way in the Atlanta game, and then they and then they they compounded it by fumbling the ball three times, which I, I believe directly has to do with the lack of contact um, in this in this early season, lack of contact in camp. Uh, okay, so let practices. me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. If that's the case, and I'm not saying it isn't because you know a lot more about football than I do, but if that's the case, then why wasn't Atlanta putting it on the ground? Well, I, I mean, again, it's it's chances. Atlanta was not running the ball that much. They were they were booting and play action again and throwing the ball down the field. And I'm not saying that. I, I'm not d- attributing it directly to that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Zeke is not a fumbler. He does not fumble the ball a lot. And so he, he carries the football high. And so the only thing that I can point to is, is, is the lack of contact the la- and, and, and almost a sloppy play mentality. I'll go and point it to what I feel like is going on defensively with the Cowboys. There were three or four times yesterday when Atlanta just opened up and ran simple toss outside for nine yards is if the Cowboys' defense had never heard of putting somebody up there to set the edge. I, the, all of those things have to be worked out, I think, in a, in a contact format. And I, I really do believe that there are some teams in the NFL who are, who are playing better right now than others. And I, the only thing I can turn to is lack of preseason football and lack of contact in, in camp. And that's, that would be my answer initially to the Cowboys putting the ball, you know, putting the ball on the ground. So, so guys, why, why, why wasn't there contact? I, I realize they didn't play four or five exhibition games, but you know what? So, so many of those exhibition games, they're, they're in there for one series or two series. So, why didn't they? Why didn't they? Why didn't they have contact in camp? Well, again, I'm I'm assuming that through the through the players' union and through what was done. I mean, I think it was a collective bargaining scenario with how many practices they had with trying to lead into the situation with COVID and what's going on in, in a pandemic year. It's frustrating, Garrett, and, and, and Stretch, to watch them defensively. The offense, when they finally got clicking, boy, did they ever get clicking. I mean, they looked good. And they would go down and score. They'd get it to 12. You need a stop, and it never happened. You could not get off the field. Yeah, their their secondary guys is going to be an Achilles heel, and we talked about that last week on the show. It's it's really going to be an Achilles heel for for what I feel like is going to be this season because you're not going to do anything right now 
that's going to upgrade the, the the situation. I I, I really want to see Jordan Lewis take a Wouzier spot. I, I I'm I'm done with watching him be a he couldn't cover yesterday a seventy percent Julio Jones that that speaks volumes for what you, you know what's going on. And then when a when a corner loses his confidence, like it looks like a Wouzier is done. I saw Diggs. He he caught up on a few balls and. You know he he's he's not bad, but boy they are they they are, it is rough. It's a rough secondary situation for the Cowboys right now, and I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be all year. The Cowboys are going to have to score twenty eight to thirty two a game to win just <laughs> simply because their secondary uh, couldn't cover me in a damn phone booth right now. Hey Garrett, they're going to have to score a lot more than twenty eight Sunday against uh, against Seattle. Oh, no doubt. And their defense is really going to get tested there. I mean, it's already tough when you have the linebackers out that you have. And we know the secondary, like Stretch was just mentioning, but Russell Wilson, the way he's playing right Ooh. now, it's going to be a nightmare scenario for Dallas. On the road? Mm. That'll be fun, huh? All right, it's 1025. We'll continue the conversation. We're going to welcome in David Hellman from uh, DallasCowboys.com. We'll do that next when we continue here on this Monday edition of Game Time from ESPN Central Texas. There are times when you need a good doctor, and there are times when you need a good lawyer. But sometimes what you need more than anything else is a really good mechanic. Hi, I'm Jesse. Meet Jesse Britt, head man at Jesse Britt Automotive in Waco. He's not only a great mechanic, but he's also a really nice guy who'll tell you the honest truth about what's wrong with your car, what it's going to cost you to fix it, and how long it's going to take. Let's take a look. Any make, any model, Jesse Britt Automotive is your one-stop shop for automotive service. Air conditioning, transmission, brakes, tune-ups and tires, but alignments are their specialty, including 24 and 28-inch wheel alignments. Ask about Jesse Britt's famous 4499 wheel alignment special. Just 4499 for any wheel up to 22 inches. Jesse Britt Automotive, 828 North Valley Mills Drive. Let Jesse get you back on the road. You're good to go. Greg May honors Central Texas teachers during 25th anniversary celebration. Greg May is searching for an outstanding teacher to award a brand new 2021 Honda Accord. Submit your favorite teacher before October 15th. Mail entries or deliver in person to Greg May Honda. Attention, my favorite teacher, 1601 West Loop 340, Waco, Texas, 76712. Or email your entry to gregmayhonda at AOL.com. Winner will be announced on Tuesday, November 10th. Complete details at gregmayhonda.com under hashtag my favorite teacher. Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with cat skin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. 
The world may look a little different right now, but one thing hasn't changed. Our commitment to ending Alzheimer's. When you participate in the walk to end Alzheimer's, you're part of a community that cares, and that community has never needed us more. We're still coming together in 2020, even if it means trying something new. Register today at alz.org walk and be the first to know about the walk in your area. Register your team today at wacowalk at alz.org. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the durable Kubota L-Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or more service center in Star. Cowboys pulled off an improbable win, rallying after falling behind 20 to nothing in the first quarter to defeat the Falcons 40 to 39 on Sunday. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about the way his team executed in the fourth quarter. Just the ability to overcome um, all the adverse situations and take it all the way down to the wire. Great clock management by Dak there at the end, and, and Greg nailed it for the victory. So. Uh, we've, we've spent a lot of time at the final segments of the game, and, and, and our guys did a, a great job of executing it here in the clutch. One more week of Rangers baseball, and they close out a series with the Angels this afternoon. Kyle Gibson will be on the mound for Texas. Broadcast at 2.30, first pitch at 3.10. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to game time. Let's talk America's team with Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith. All right, it's 1029. Welcome back into the program. Game time on this Monday morning as we uh, try to try to figure out the Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, just a strange football game. Uh, we, we're going to welcome into the program David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. David, good morning. And, and, and kind of put it into – Kind of put it into context for us. I mean, what a strange football game we saw yesterday. Yeah, I mean, strange is kind of an understatement at this point. I think, I mean, it's honestly historic, and that, that's not an exaggeration. I think maybe you've seen the stat floating around on, on Twitter or other social platforms. This is the first time since they've kept track, going all the way back to 1933, an NFL team scored 39 points and didn't turn the ball over and lost the game. Um, I mean, that's, that's amazing. To come back from a deficit like the Cowboys did without even the benefit of a takeaway, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a first, literally. Uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> David, let me ask you, did, 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 you uh, did you happen to see McCarthy's explanation of the going-for-two situation when they were down nine? I did. Uh, and, and, and what I mean, did you – tell, uh, me, tell me what you initially – you know, I know you guys that cover the Cowboys are, are, are all pretty smart math guys. Calvin's pretty smart math. I mean, a bunch of smart math guys around there, Todd Archer. and I know all you guys. I mean, did you could you make sense of that explanation at all? So, and ironically, I've really – I'm not good at math. That's why I got into journalism, honestly. Uh, and it's, it's been interesting to see the debate between – uh, I guess traditional old school football sense versus uh, you know this this new wave of analytics and and crunching the math. I mean statistically, and and it's what Mike McCarthy said is that in a situation like that where you're down by two scores, you want to know as soon as possible whether or not you need the extra score in the two point conversion so you can adjust your strategy accordingly. Uh, to be very honest with you. You know, I've, I've read plenty of stories about it. I understand the logic that you want to know as soon as possible what you need. I really – I struggle to wrap my head around it, even having read all of that, uh, just because 
And and the irony is that it worked out for him. You know, if you say you go for two there and you're down by nine with 457 to play, you got a 99.9% chance of losing the game. You got to have all this stuff go right. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, the analytics people say you're, you're setting yourself up for failure if you slow play it, wait until the very end to get the two-point conversion, because then if you don't get it, you lose the game. Uh, and, and I guess they're right because it worked out in their favor in this instance. But for my money, I, I still think your probability of, of not losing the game is better doing it the old-fashioned way. But who am I to argue when it worked out so perfectly for, for that method of doing it? I couldn't figure out not wanting – I mean, it's almost like do you want to keep your team in the game? I, it, to me, it's that simple. You, you either keep your team in the game or – like you were saying, you're at a 99.97% chance to lose that. And we've talked about this on the show, too. They air-conditioned the desert for people like that who think they can overcome those odds. So, certainly, I'm sure they would welcome you to come out there. Let me ask you this, though, David. Injury-wise, what's going on with the Cowboys? They were playing their fourth and fifth tackle yesterday. Uh, is Tyron back? What's going on with Lyle Collins? And then possibly, do you see – or are you hearing anything that they may be doing to try to speed up the time for Vander Esch? Um, well, Leighton, Leighton, I'm probably not even going to be concerned about him until October sometime. That's a that's a six to eight week week deal while his collarbone heals. So, uh, and and Sean Lee had sportsernia surgery. So again, that's a long timeline for him. I think for the time being, you're going to be leaning on Jalen Smith and Joe Thomas uh, and, and some of the other backups that they've signed there. Um, as far as the offensive line, that's going to be the big question. Now that you escape that with a win, Tyron Smith, you know, he's probably going to be a week-to-week guy for the time being, and can he get ready with that neck injury? Uh, I know, you know, he's one of the toughest guys I've ever been around. I think, you know, if they were playing tonight, I wonder if that might have been enough time for him to get ready. So, I feel cautiously optimistic that he might be available, but it's something we need to keep our eye on. Lyle Collins has at least one more game on injured reserve before he can come back, and then we'll see where he's at after that. So ideally, you can get Tyron back for this trip to Seattle and make it work on the right side between Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele. I thought they both, you know, given the circumstances, I thought they played great. Uh, Obviously not perfect. Steele allowed a sack and had a holding penalty, but – you know, we've seen this team really struggle without their primary tackles before, and obviously they put up 600 yards of offense. It wasn't the case. So uh, Brandon Knight and, and Terrence Steele deserve a shout-out today for sure. Talking to David Hellman from uh, DallasCowboys.com. David, talk a little bit about the, the onside kick and the, and the absolute superb execution from the kick to the recovery. Yeah, I, 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 I finally came up with an analogy because so many people were baffled by what happened there. And I think I finally figured it out, which if y'all are baseball guys, you've seen this play out a million times if you've watched enough baseball is, uh, you know, a batter will dribble a ball right down the foul line and, the, you know, the first or third baseman has a choice to make. Do you sit there and, and let it dribble and hope that it goes foul so that you don't have to risk picking it up and having to make a play? Uh, or do you go after it? And 99 times out of 100, that ball's going to go foul and the rules of the game are going to make the play for you. And I think that's what the Falcons were counting on because if the Cowboys touch it within 10 yards, it's a penalty, they get the ball, game's over. Uh, but if the Falcons touch it within 10 yards, it becomes live. So I think 
the Falcons players were sitting there watching that thing, you know, dribble around saying, we're not going to do the Cowboys a favor and touch this thing and make it a live ball. We're going to wait till it goes 10 yards uh, before we worry about it. Only problem is Greg Zerline kicked it perfectly, and it died right at about the 10-yard mark, and that allowed C.J. Goodwin to fall on it. So I understand the Falcons' rationale, but you're an NFL kick. Uh, you're, you know, you're an NFL hands team. Somebody's got to trust their hands enough to dive on top of that thing. I mean, you you just can't let C.J. Goodwin get to it unimpeded like that. But but that's the way it played out. It's ten thirty six. We're talking Cowboys football this uh, this morning. And and David, one of the other things that we have been discussing is the Cowboys, at least early in the season, and and, and really yesterday in particular, their inability to get off the field on third and fourth down. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I I think. This is I'm I'm unique in this approach where I, like I went into this game saying anything the defense can give me is going to be a win uh, because I mean the, the defense and specifically the secondary is the weakness of this entire team and I just never expected them to have a great day going against the likes of Matt Ryan Julio Jones Calvin Ridley um, so you know by that standard they de- I mean they definitely didn't get off third. Uh, the field as often as you'd prefer, but that was probably always going to be the case. The big thing for me is the number of inexplicable coverage busts. Like, it's one thing to let them drive the field, but Hayden Hurst scores on a touchdown where he's basically all alone in the secondary. Uh, They lost Calvin Ridley down on the goal line for a very easy throw and catch Mm -hmm. touchdown. Like, I can, you know, if Matt Ryan and Julio Jones carve you up for a bunch of third and fourth down conversions, I get it, but the coverage busts are what really troubled me. Well, and let me ask you this, too, that you're talking about that, the, the front and kind of how they've changed the front. Sometimes Lawrence is in a two-point. Sometimes he's in a three-point. They've obviously squared the stances of the inside guys. It is, are they, are they, is Mike Nolan, I mean, is that defense setting the edge? There were probably three times yesterday Atlanta ran toss for nine, ten yards before he, before he was even touched. Is that something that they're addressing and something that – you feel like maybe can be worked out, and, and, and with the lack of preseason play, that's what's hurt that situation? That's a really good point. I mean, there's no way around it. The front seven is probably your biggest concern right now if you're a Cowboys fan because, I mean, the secondary, we you probably had an idea that they were going to have their struggle. There's just not a lot of proven playmakers back there, and you've got a rookie in Trayvon Diggs trying to you know figure it out as he goes. But the thing that gave you hope was between Demarcus Lawrence, Alden Smith, Everson Griffin. You know, they have all these pro bowlers that they added to this front. They look so good during training camp against the run and the pass. And it just hasn't, it hasn't come to fruition. Obviously, they, they couldn't put pressure on Matt Ryan. And you're right. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley had a few too many plays where there wasn't a hat on him until he was a good three or four yards down the field. Um, if I'm looking for optimism, yeah, hopefully it just takes time for them to adjust to an all-new scheme. Obviously, you know, Rod Marinelli was effective at times, but it was about as simple a scheme as you could ask for. I think this one's a little bit more complex. Hopefully they can pick it up as they go, because uh, especially, I mean, with a guy like Russell Wilson on deck, that was just not um, – that doesn't give you good vibes for what's coming in week three, that's for sure. <laughs> How impressed were you by the performance of Dak, and do you think he can carry that over into the Seattle game? I mean, I, I'm incredibly impressed. He played amazing, but at the same time, and 
anybody that follows my work knows that I, I've been pretty firmly in support of Dak for a couple of years. I'm I'm not surprised by it. I mean, we we've, we've seen him do this many many times. I know it didn't happen in twenty eight in twenty nineteen often enough. But even in losses last year, he was capable of doing this. He threw for 400 yards against the Minnesota Vikings in a close game last year. Uh, it always felt like they were one play away, and, and they managed to make that play yesterday. So I have felt confident Dak could do this for a long time, but I, I've said this a few times since the game ended. It's got to feel nice for him. You know, comebacks and, and game-winning drives were kind of a staple of his game for the first three years of his career. He did it six times in 2018. Uh, he helped this team win the game in the fourth quarter you know, on six different occasions two years ago, and then it, it didn't happen for him once last year. It felt like every time the game was in doubt in the fourth quarter, they came up on the wrong end. So I know Dak, is, he's about as confident a guy as I've ever been around, but i got to imagine it feels good for him to, to say – Hey, yeah, I'm still capable of coming through in the clutch when the team needs me to do it. Hey, David, tell us what uh, what uh, what we got on uh, DallasCowboys.com right now. Well, right, you know it's Monday, so we are we're full up with post game coverage. We got you know if you want to read about the onside kick and the game winning field goal, we got that. I wrote a I, I wrote a big long story about Dak and everything I just talked about. And uh, we, you know, we do daily podcasts. So if you need more Cowboys talk, uh, my podcast actually starts in about a half hour. So you can find all that on DallasCowboys.com. We got pretty much any angle you need to have covered. We got it. Hey, David, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Anytime, y'all. Appreciate it. You bet. David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com talking about the Cowboys' 40-39 victory. And, Stretch, one thing we didn't talk about was the was the field goal, the winning field goal. That would have been good from 55. I mean, he towed that football, and it was high and end over end. And it had a little tail on it. And right, You know, when it first started, it looked left upright to me, and then it just kind of faded right in. And you went, wow, that thing would have been good from 55 or 60. Yeah, Zerline's, he's, he's had a big leg for a long time, I mean. I can remember watching him in L.A. and, and obviously John Fossil, the the special teams coach. He he's they, he brought him over, feels confident with him, and you can see why with the with the ability to to kick that onside kick. I think even I, the, even the announcer said yesterday that they had never seen an onside kick attempted without a tee. I mean, I thought it was a. What were you thinking a, when they said that? Because I was screaming, "You've never been out in the sandlot, then, and that's called a watermelon <laughs> kick for Pete's sake." <laughs> I know, but here's the thing: I, he kind of kicked the right side of the ball. Nice little spin, and, and, right? And, and 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 it faded right in there. I, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen that. I've seen it hit some. I've seen it hit some dead spots in the ground, or or, or hit some. You know, hits hit some footprints and maybe give it that spin, but to it be was, able to be able to carve it in there, like, that looked that looked like one of your seven irons back in the day, where you saw it back in there a little bit. Yeah, well, it, what do you mean back in the day? Still today? Uh, oh, now wait a minute! Now it, wait a minute! It, We're was, not going to get going here. It was just it was just a casual step, and then he just kind of stroked the football. I'm like, what? It, and it just kept going and going. But and you and I talked about this. We were we were visiting on the phone last night. I, I and I'm kind. At some point, don't they have to go get that football when when they realize, hey, this thing is still moving? D- doesn't Atlanta have to go? Well, sure, because they got a free shot at it. Well, sure, but the the, the thing is, is you don't want to you don't want to jump on you don't want to jump on it until it gets until it gets close to being ten yards. You don't want to take that chance. And I'm telling you, fellas. 
an oblong object that is spinning like that is dang difficult to get on. It is difficult to get on. And when I'm, I can guarantee you they didn't practice that. They practiced an onside kick. They practiced hand steam. They practiced the end-over-end kick. But seeing that, ball, seeing that ball spin like that, I'm telling you, it was foreign. And they, and I, they almost stood there mesmerized by it. They were like, what? what, what well, what, you know, what, you have to come up with something different now because you can't really use the bounce effectively because you can't overload one side, right? Correct. So, that's, so, that's right. So now you have – he's come up with something different. Now, you watch everybody in America is going to be practicing that little spin move uh, for, uh, for their next football game. Oh, there's no question. They're going, to, they're going to say, hey, put that ball on the ground and let me see if you can kick it like Zerline over here and at least give our hands team a look at that ball going sideways. There's, there's no doubt about it, but it was, it was well executed and well put together. Now, I'll, I'll ask you this. When you think about those other two ill-timed fakes that they ran where they were the 26 and they expected the punter to throw the hitch out there <laughs> or that Atlanta's got safe return on and you decide to snap it to the up back for a gain of about one yard on a fourth and four instead of leaving your offense out there I mean you talk about situations that leave you scratching your head you're just like what in the wide world of sports is going on here why wouldn't you just leave your offense out there so and then when you combine that with you know what Mike McCarthy's explanation was, which was the reason that they went for two when they were down nine. I mean, I guys, I'm never going to get that. I'm just telling you, you could you could explain it to me a thousand times, and him saying, "Well, we wanted to know where we where we stood in in, in the game, knowing how we were going to have to manage the clock." That to me, you leave your team in the you keep your team in the football game until the very last minute. Otherwise, when you give one of those CYA explanations, Gary, you know what CYA is? Cover your ass. Yep. When you give one of those explanations at the end of the game, you you, you know it, it just it causes me to push back and say, wait a minute, I, that that makes no sense to me. So. You know, maybe I need to. You know, maybe I'm on the radio and not in football for a reason right now, and maybe that's the maybe that's the number one reason because I certainly can't get that to make any math sense at all. Well, and going back to the fake pot uh, or the uh, yeah the fake pot, and, and I don't know this, but I'm my thought my initial thought was, we're they're they're doing this because, and he doesn't want to come out and just call it, but they're doing this because he had zero confidence that his defense was going to get them the football back in, in, a, in a good position. That it was like, hey, they're going to, Atlanta's moving it up and down the field. We're, we have to do this to, to keep possession of the football. I, now, and I don't you disagree said with it, you, you I, said I, I it. You said it. You said it to me yesterday. You said if that's the case, if that's the thought process, leave the offense on the field. A hundred percent. If you're, if you're, if you're, if, if what you're telling me and what David Hellman's telling me is, hey, you better pay back $40 million and he's a $40 million quarterback and he's worth all this, well, then put him, put him in there. You know, you know, leave your offense and the guys that you're giving the money to. I, I, I mean, now you got a you got a surprise situation, and they've shown you one look, special teams wise, that you feel like you could take advantage of, and you want to snap that ball to your up back. Well, let's do it, but to 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 do it at that, I'm questioning the timing of the game. That's that's what I'm questioning. It's not as if I'm saying, you know, if that worked, well, you're a genius. If it doesn't work, you're a mutt. I'm saying the timing of the game and when they chose to field position 
yeah, to go for it in, the, in those situations, just that's what leaves you wondering why there. Well, all right, it's 1047, 13 away from 11 o'clock. This is game time, and we've got more coming up as we roll along on a Monday here from ESPN Central Texas. I love baseball. The Rangers try to split their four-game series with the Angels at the Big A in Anaheim today. That one's hit high in the air, deep center field, trout back at the wall. That ball is history. Have you seen my baseball? Hi, everybody. This is Eric Nadell with Matt Hicks and Jared Sandler. 3-1 pitch is lifted by Huff. High into the air, pretty deep left center. Trout going back. He gets to the track, and this one is over the wall. Rangers versus Angels. First pitch is at 310 on AM 1330 and 93.9 FM, Fox Sports Central Texas. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Hey Central Texas, this is Julio Castillo, owner and operator of Jack Roofing and Exteriors. Let's talk Roofing for Dummies 101. First, you want to breathe. Second, you want to seal. And third, you want to defend. Today, we're going to talk about sealing your roof properly. You want to seal your roof properly to create a waterproof barrier so you don't have leaks in the future. For more information, check us out online at jacroofs.com or call us directly at 254-732-2872. Here at Jack Roofing and Exteriors, we are making customers happy one roof at a time. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments only at Genco FCU. Refinancing will lower your rate and lower your payment. Actually pay less for your vehicle. Then two winners have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today and save your money. With every loan refinanced, Genco will donate to a school fund for two schools to win a $1,500 donation. The two schools with the most votes win. Vote today and every day until December 4th. Go to GencoFCU.org. No purchase necessary to vote. Refinance and pay less for your vehicle. Keep your payments for 90 days and help your school win cash. Annual percentage rates subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Steven Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the durable Kubota L-Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or more service center in-star. Cowboys pulled off an improbable win, rallying after falling behind 20 to nothing in the first quarter to defeat the Falcons 40-39 to on Sunday. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about the way his team executed in the fourth quarter. Just the ability to overcome um, all the adverse situations and take them all the way down to the wire. Great clock management by Dak there at the end, and, and Greg nailed it for the victory, so... Uh, we, we've spent a lot of time 
at the final segments of the game, and, and, and our guys did a, a great job of executing it here in the clutch. One more week of Rangers baseball, and they close out a series with the Angels this afternoon. Kyle Gibson will be on the mound for Texas. Broadcast at 2.30, first pitch at 3.10. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 1052, it's 8 away from 11 o'clock. This is game time. Tom and Stretch and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we rock along on a Monday morning. Now, we've talked a lot of NFL. We've uh, touched base on some high school stuff. We'll get into that a little later on. And we're going to talk some college football. It, to me, guys, it was just a strange day in college football because so many teams, by, by choice, they had a they had a scheduled open date, so there mm-hmm. weren't a lot of what I would call marquee matchups in college football. I mean, if you know, Clemson the Citadel wasn't exactly you know must watch TV, but uh, the one that I guess was was the one I was looking forward to watching, and it was okay, was Miami and Louisville. I didn't watch that one. The only game I watched Saturday was the um, the initial game between uh, crap. Who was the first game? The, uh, Tulsa, and Tulsa, 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 Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. yeah, I watched that one, and I was surprised, man. Oh, to me, Tulsa beat themselves. Oklahoma State didn't really beat them, but I was. I knew what you could expect from Chuba Hubbard, that other running back they were putting in there. I was impressed by him. I thought they both had really good field vision, but with Spencer Saunders going down, it kind of makes you question what Oklahoma State's going to be able to do. And you, know, I don't know. I'm just kind of worried about them right it's now. It's 16 points against Tulsa. What? You, you, what do you think? Yeah, but I mean, I mean my my question would be that were they looking forward to the Big Twelve opener against West Virginia? I mean, there's a lot of different things you can point to initially, and I I agree. I mean, I didn't see anything. I watched that game, and I didn't see anything at all that wowed me. I had heard, uh, you know, I'd heard from Garrett and, and heard from multiple people about how Oklahoma State was, you know, going to compete to win mm-hmm. the Big Twelve. I, I and you watch that first game, and they don't even look like they're you know they're remotely ready to play at the level of uh, Oklahoma or Texas right and, and now. And that's the thing; it was opening day. You would think they would be buzzing around, and and but I don't know. But they also had an extra week to prepare for this because they knew they were going to play Tulsa last week, and that was canceled. Yeah. So you had twice the time to prepare, and you come out flat. It, it made no sense. Well, at least they got to play, and they got a W, and. Th- just I, I can't imagine, and, and I don't even know how you put it into words, the, the disappointment for two consecutive weeks in Waco, Texas, where the Baylor Bears thought they were playing a football game. And, you know, two weeks ago it was midweek, and then last week was Friday afternoon stretch. I mean, and that's that, got to that, be gut-wrenching. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is it, it's the timing, right? It was the timing of of understanding that. I think you and I were – kind of talking after we'd gone off the air Friday. I mean, everything was pointed towards a Saturday early kickoff, and then you get that you get that midday kind of right after about lunchtime, you, you, you get the word that it's not going to go. I, it, it is disappointing, but, guys, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn as a coach to say, what are, what are they doing to keep their football team focused? That's, that's my question, focused to, to a team in Kansas that's – you know, you're going to look at that film versus Coastal Carolina, and it's, it's not going to be very pretty. But I can tell you this, Les Miles will have that football team coached up, and and they better get ready for, for, for a heck of a football game from Kansas. So 
I, I, my, my bigger concern is how are you keeping your football team focused and what are you doing? And, and like you said, Tom, the timing of, of deciding that, you know, they weren't going to play that game Saturday morning being so late Friday afternoon, I, I think that's, a, that's just kind of an emotional roller coaster that I'm not sure, you know, a bunch of those guys want to be on. So, uh, you know, we had Robert Brewer on Friday, and, you know, you, you know, Charlie was getting cranked up and getting ready to go. And then, you know, you go through the hive getting ready to think about what you were going to have to do to play that 11 o'clock kickoff, to eat that 7 o'clock pregame meal, and then, boom, the bottom falls out of it. Uh, the challenges that Dave Aranda and his staff are going to have, like we talked about too, is you know facing those different teams, different schemes. It, it, it is a challenging year. We're in a challenging time right now. It's 10.56, four away from 11 o'clock, and the Bears do take on KU Saturday night, 6.30. We'll begin the coverage at 2.30 with our tailgate network pregame at 4.30, and then John, J.J., and Ricky with the call at 6.30. It's 10.56. We are going to step aside. We're coming back with more of game time next on ESPN Central Texas. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. Are you craving a Dr. Pepper and wanting the creamy satisfaction of a Whataburger shake? Now you can have the best of both worlds with Whataburger's Dr. Pepper shake. Treat yourself to one while you can. The Dr. Pepper shake is only at Whataburger for a limited time. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. (laughs) Royal Pizza is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Clifton Cubs football. Before the game Friday night, go to Royal Pizza for a pregame meal or after the game. They're open until midnight for home games. Royal Pizza is more than just pizza. Try their delicious wings with a choice of five different flavors or a healthy salad or maybe pasta or a sub. Or you can try one of their amazing pizzas. Royal Pizza has something for everyone. Royal Pizza, fit for a king. Available for dine-in, pickup, or delivery. Go Cubs! Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers, and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range and any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy. We provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is
is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Time to rep your Rangers loudly and proudly with some fresh fan gear. Grab the redesigned Ranger Script home white jerseys. Go retro with the powder blue. Or snag the newly designed red TX cap. These looks and a lot more are waiting for you at the new and improved Grand Slam Team Store inside Globe Life Field. We are open all week long and ready for you. Find us inside the TXU Energy North Entry or shop from your couch on MLBShop.com. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Eleven oh one. This is game time. We've got uh, we've got rain and seventy one degrees here in Central Texas. Uh, you knew it was going to rain. It had yes. to. It was rule. It was by law. Stretch Saturday, uh, I went and got the truck all washed up and cleaned up. and <laughs> So, yeah, you knew it was going to rain. And you, and, and, and you knew it was going to rain. I, how, how do we make any sense of that? It's, I mean, like, it's like McCarthy going for, you know, going for two when you're, when you're down nine. I don't know how to make any sense If you need it to rain, you go wash your vehicle. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. Now, if I would not have gone Saturday and gotten it done – then it'd probably be bone dry right now, but no. It, so it just—it's I don't know. So it's just not fair. Spend all that money. All right, eleven oh one. Starting to make a lot of sense on a Monday. You're yeah. starting to make a lot of sense, which is huh? scary. So, <laughs> uh, let let uh, Garrett is going to take us through our high school picks real quick. We, uh, boy, I'm struggling. Yeah. Struggling. You are, bit. but you know what? You don't want to peak too early. Okay, that's keep telling yourself that. All right, so Ward once again. Gets it top everybody. Ward went nine and one. Stop it. He did. And then sick of him cheating. <laughs> I know. Me too. And then Steven and Stretch, y'all tied to eight and two. And then Q and me were seven and three. And Tom sitting at the bottom going six and four. God, one of my one of my losses was La Vega too. That was a that was a that hurt me a little mm-hmm. bit. And and I tell you what, don't kid yourself. Uh, and Tom and I talked about this. That score did not indicate w- what type of game that was. I can oh, promise no. you that. But whatever your takeaways from that game. Yeah, yeah. Talk, you were there. You got to see La Vega up close and personal uh, against Argyle. And, uh, and is that a game where they could circle back around and meet each other again? I think it is. Oh, I, I, I absolutely think it is. Now, you know, early in the game uh, with La Vega missing their quarterback, they had an opportunity to – to hit a post route in, in the back. Rodgers, who was the backup backup quarterback, he just missed it. And it would have been a much different game right there. You know, they turned – La Vega turned the ball over. 
uh, gave it to him inside the 10-yard line, and, and, and that allowed him to punch it in. But LaVegas got two interceptions. I, there, you can see this is a defensive team that it, throughout the year they're going to get better. Uh, running the football-wise, they're, they're physical up front. They've just got to – they really – they're a team that has to take their shots in the game, and I know Coach Hyde knows that. They, they've got to take their shots – but when they take their shots, and, and I'm talking about those deep opportunities down the field because you get those safeties cheating up to stop the run, when you, when you take those shots, you got to hit them. And if you miss them, it really is you combine that with the fact that they turned the ball over. Uh, and, and there was a little breeze. You know, they, they, they just – and when I say the breeze, it was right in their face. They, they, they didn't punt the ball that well. So that really, that really kept – it, it constantly felt like, and it did, it kept Argyle going, you know, on the short field. And so when you're not hitting your shots, you're not, you're not getting yards in big chunks, and then you're having to, you know, constantly put the stress on your defense to go out there and make stops, it just, it just caught up to them. But I think absolutely, I think this will be a matchup that you'll see deep in the, it, deep in the playoffs. And when you do, I, I, I mean, don't, don't look at this score and say automatically – well, Ar- Argyle is going to handle this because the, it, it, the score does not indicate the type of football game that I saw Saturday or Friday night. How difficult is it for a team like like LaVega put so much emphasis on their defense, but how hard is it for a defensive line to stop a running back like Argyle has where he's so short and you can't really see him until he's, you know, in to where your linebackers already are at? Well, and, and, and their, their quarterback's a good player too, Garrett. I mean, as far as being, the, you know, they were able to, throw the ball and push the ball down the field a little bit but that the running back is a little undersized and I'm sure it does you know that they, they've got a big tight end their tight end a kid that has I, he's got multiple SEC offers mm-hmm. and uh so I, I think their running game can cause you some problems and in, anytime you're you know you're having to set that edge versus a big tight end and then you're having to, you know, come inside with your guys to make sure you're playing good gap control defense. Uh, you know, that's why they have such a good offense at Argyle is they are that they're complete with what they can do. They can throw the ball, big tight end, and they can run the ball. So they're they're well balanced in that. But but what I'm telling you is, La Vega has the ability to play man coverage, and they they they'll get they'll. In another opportunity, another chance, and another time down the road, I, th- I, th- I think you'll see a much tighter game than, than that ball game Friday night. How, how did La Vegas' front seven play on defense? You know, not, not bad. I mean, they wore out, Tom. They, they, you know, they had so many snaps so early in the game that they, they wore out. That, that kept them from kind of the ability to pressure the quarterback. But they, they're physical, they're big, and uh, I, I, I'm telling you, don't don't let the score fool you in that football game. Uh, one of the other games that uh, we were keeping an eye on, uh, Garrett, was the uh, Crawford and Holland football game, and that was a doozy. That was a knockdown drag out, and Crawford at home beats mm-hmm. Holland, hands uh, a top ten team a loss at thirteen to eight. Oh no doubt, and that was a physical matchup, and you knew that going into it. These programs are so similar in how they're uh, set up, and you know it's it's one of those things where. 
I think it shows how good Crawford really is. Holland is a very solid team, and you know Crawford's able to control the clock and just take advantage of it. They had some key interception at the end that really sealed the game for them. And I think a lot of the times when you look at Crawford, you put an emphasis on how good their run game is with those two running backs, but the offensive line and that defense really stepped up against Holland. And let's take a minute and talk about the Mark Panthers. Uh, this is a team that is 4-0, but it's it's a very impressive 4-0 in my opinion because they played up two divisions all all, all season long so far. I mean, they're the, they're the defending state champions in Conference 2A, Division 2. So they skip Division 1, and then they go to, to uh, Conference 3A, Division 2, and play. So they're playing quality opponents that are that are larger in size, numbers-wise, and they've just come out and, and played very, very well. And, and Stretch, I'm going to tell you, the second half against the Whitney Wildcats was as impressive a thing as I've ever seen. I mean, they got after they And Mark does not mind striking you on defense. I know they get running backs and, and quarterbacks, and all these guys get all these accolades. But I'm telling you right now, their special teams are, are very good, and their defense does not mind striking you. Well, I, I, we talked Friday night after the game, and I, I know that's the thing that you impressed you most about about uh, about what Mark's doing. You know, I, I think I, the one thing I'd like to share with our listeners, too, is, you know, you, you, and I, you and I have those conversations where we're off air, and a lot of times I think that's, you know, people think, well, that's, you know, we're trying to set up what we're going to say on air. Really, that's just sharing of feelings and understanding, you know, kind of what we're seeing, and then we formulate it when, you know, when we're on there, and I think that makes – for a special situation, and and I say that because when we talked Friday night, you couldn't have been more impressed with the fact that Mart keeps stepping up because they can't find games in their within their own classification. They keep stepping up, and they it's almost like they keep elevating their level of play. And and I hear that you know when I hear that through you. It's almost like I feel like I was at the game, and, and, and you were there calling the game, but I feel like I was at the game when I hear your passion and I hear your admiration for the fact that they're stepping up and, you know, taking it to the next level. Now, and now, and now guys, we get, to, we get to exhale, and hopefully everybody will be up and running. You know, down in the Houston, greater Houston area, down in San Antonio, Austin, DFW Metroplex, your 5As and your 6As are going to get it going. Here in Waco, we'll get – Rodney Smith and University, Kwame Cavill and Waco High, Jeff Hume and the Midway Panthers. They'll all get started this weekend, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now, the, the Midway game, as, as you all know, will be it'll, be it'll be an exhibition game, a scrimmage game, if you will, because the, uh, the number of practices, I, I don't want to get into all that, but, it, it, but you know, it'll be an exhibition game. They'll treat it like an exhibition game with a couple of special rules. But uh, we'll be there, and we'll bring it to you on Friday night. And I know that Waco High and University are going to get going. Metroplex, as we mentioned, will we'll get their 5As and 6As rolling, and so will Houston and San Antonio and just all over the Lone Star State where your 5As and 6As finally, finally get a chance to, to get out on the football field. And I know that uh, for these coaches and these players, uh, this, is like, uh, this is like Christmas. Oh, no, that's got to be difficult for those players and those coaches to sit back over the past four weeks and watch every other classification play. I still can't f understand the logic behind that decision, but, you know, it's finally here. From what here. I can gather, from what I can gather, a lot of these bigger school districts early on before, before the UIL ever got involved mm -hmm. made the decision that they were going to start in-class school 
uh, or, you know, school right. late. So I, I think it kind of forced them to, to back th- to back things up. Now, that's kind of what I've gathered talking to some folks. I, I can see that. But at the same time, if you know you're going to have school, why not let them play football? But, you know, it doesn't matter. We're here, and they're actually going to line up and play. So It's go it's time good. Friday night, isn't it? Yes. It is go time Friday night. All right, 11 minutes after 11 o'clock, we're going to step aside, and we're going to come back with more of game time here on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a cool and rainy start to the day with temperatures in the upper 60s and lower 70s and a 50% chance of rain. Skies will be mostly cloudy throughout the day with a 70% chance of rain later on due to tropical moisture moving into the area. Temperatures will hover around the mid to upper 60s in the afternoon. Tonight, temperatures will drop down into the mid 60s with mostly cloudy skies and a 70% chance of rain. Tuesday will be similar with tropical moisture still in the area. Highs will stay in the mid 70s and we'll see a 70% chance of showers and storms throughout the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. We mentioned in our last segment stretch about the Rangers and, and where they are right now. Where's the fault lie? Where, where, where are you placing the blame on this tw- this 12-win start, 12-21? and 21? I mean, it has to fall directly on John Daniels, doesn't it? I mean, John, since Nolan Ryan has left this organization, and I get it, I, I, I took a beating in Dallas when I said it, and, and I still say it. Okay, great move by John Daniels when he brought Elvis Andrus in. Other than that, what the hell's he done? I'm, I'm not a fan of John Daniels. And I think at some point I'm big into accountability. And quite frankly, you got to give him an F for the season so far and what he's done and really what he did last year as well. The, the beauty of sports, the beauty of sports is simple. There's no style points in sports. Either you win or you lose. Period. Paragraph. And this team right now is not winning baseball games. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. It's a September buyback event going on at Greg May Honda. Right now, used cars are in high demand. Used cars at auction are at an all-time high. At Greg May, they like to cut out the middleman. They need your good trade, pay for or not. You'll get above fair market value, and they'll pay off your trade no matter what you owe. And you could drive a new 20 Honda Civic 4-door LX for just $179 per month for 36 months. Save thousands with 0.9% APR. Remember, they'll buy your car, even if you don't buy from them at Greg May Honda. Go to gregmayhonda.com for complete details. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers, and I buy houses cash. If you own a house and want to sell it fast at a fair price, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. I can pay cash and close in as little as three days. I buy houses in any condition, any price range, and anywhere in the Waco and surrounding areas. I'm a private real estate investor who buys several houses a month, and I want to buy more. I buy inherited houses, divorce houses, behind-in-payment houses. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Do you own a house that is trash and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, because I love buying junk houses. I buy vacant houses, abandoned houses, condemned houses, and foreclosure houses. If you own a house and want to sell fast, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. 870-8645. Or check us out on the web at texastrusthomebuyers.com. texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the durable Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or more service center in Star. Cowboys pulled off an improbable win, rallying after falling behind 20 to nothing in the first quarter to defeat the Falcons 40 to 39 on Sunday. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about the way his team executed in the fourth quarter. Just the ability to overcome um, all the adverse situations and take it all the way down to the wire. Great clock management by Dak there at the end, and and Greg nailed it for the victory. So uh, we, we've spent a lot of time at the final segments of the game, and, and our guys did a, a great job of executing it here in the clutch. One more week of Rangers baseball, and they close out a series with the Angels this afternoon. Kyle Gibson will be on the mound for Texas. Broadcast at 2.30, first pitch at 3.10. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time to talk high school football. Here's Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith. Now we're talking football, man. That is awesome. 11-16, this is game time with Tom Barfield, Glenn Stretch-Smith, and Garrett Ross. And we're glad you're along for the uh, for the Monday edition of game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to welcome in the head football coach of the Eagles of Valley Mills High School, Sam Moody. And Sam, uh, first of all, congratulations. Good morning. And we're glad you're with us here on the program. Yes, sir. Excited that you'll have me on today. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your win. You get a 21-12 win over Moody on the road. You go beat Lonnie Judd's football team and uh, get your second win of the season. And talk a little bit about that that W for your club. No, Coach Judd has those guys playing real hard. Uh, They've got a a big offensive line. uh, and They're really very athletic quarterbacks. So uh, we came in with the plan, try to bottle that quarterback up. And uh, we did a fairly good job, but he, he did hurt us at times. What's been the biggest contributor to the offensive success over the past two weeks? Uh, I think just consistency. I think we've kind of figured out what we do well, and uh, in practice we just hammer those plays over and over and over. And uh, Like I said, just execute, execution and uh, being able to take advantage of some of the formations that we have. Sam, you, you, you mentioned something that, uh, that strikes me as, as very interesting. For a long time, coaches would say, here's our system, this is what we do, let's find guys that can plug into our system, but now you're starting to see coaches look at their, their their talent pool and say, okay, what can these guys do and what can we do as coaches to best put them in a position to be successful? And that's that's kind of a change, and, and it's refreshing to see that uh, coaches are, are adapting their systems to fit their personnel. Yes, sir. No, you, you see it every year with almost every team now. It's, uh, you, you get your kids during two-a-days, and you have to figure out what, what, what system fits them best. Uh, and it doesn't always fit the system you that, that you're used to running. Uh, we're traditionally a 3-4 defense, and uh, we're playing a lot of stack and a, a lot of the 9-2 defense this year because we don't have a lot of size. We don't have guys that can really uh, be two-gap players on the defensive line, so uh, we're, we're having to adjust and be more of a one-gap scheme. And uh, it, It's just something you run into every year, and you've got to figure out what fits your players the best. You had some added stress on top of no offseason by losing the 15 starters. How difficult was it build the chemistry earlier on this season? No, it, it 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 has been a change because, like you said, we we return two on each side of the ball. So uh, uh, early on in the year, we have younger guys that are having to step up and fill big shoes, and uh, I think we're starting to mesh and starting to get where we need to be. You traveled to Toller this week. What have you seen from the Rattlers on film so far? Oh, it's a, it's a really good coaching staff over there. They're they're disciplined. Uh, they take care of the ball. They don't turn it over. Uh, very fundamental. Uh, I, I think we're just going to have to match their intensity and. 
Uh, I think we match up well against them on paper. I think we're about the same, so it's really going to be who executes. Hey, Sam, thanks for the time. Congratulations on the win. Good luck Friday night. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. Sam Moody, the uh, head coach of the Valley Mills Eagles. And Stretch, I I just found that interesting. He said, hey, we're a coaching staff that knows the 3-4. We're a coaching staff that's comfortable coaching the 3-4, yet his personnel says we need to run stack and we need to put nine men in the box. So, And that's what they're doing. I, I, I love that. I, I love when a guy recognizes, you know what, we we have to play to our strengths. We have to play to our personnel. I, 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 now, that right there, guys, if you, don't, if you don't learn anything else out of that interview right there, that's why they call you the coach. You're the coach because you understand, you recognize what your players can do, and you're putting your players in position to go be successful. Uh, a great, great for him, great job of coaching, and, and a big win and continued success for that group. As we uh, start to gather two of everything here this, the, this morning, uh, we're going to build an ark. It is raining, and we've got <laughs> 71 degrees in the heart of Texas. We're glad you're with us. Oh, by the way, our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Phone lines, uh, 662-1660 as well if you want to jump in and be a part of the program. And Rick hit us up on the text line, and he said, regardless of knowing how it's if the ball is going to make 10 yards or not, you got to get out and block out like in basketball. Um it, he said, you don't stare at the ball. you got to put a body on somebody. I mean, he couldn't be more spot on with that one. But, but you, Stretch, you also made a great point. They've never – they've seen onside kicks. And I know you practice onside kicks in special teams till the cows come home. But that was a – I mean, that was – I mean, that was a shocking onside kick, to say the least. I mean, that was unique. I mean, and, and think about this, fellas. Think about if you're the special teams coach. You don't want you don't want your guy jumping up and touching the ball at the seven yard line at the six yard line. You don't you, you don't want to take that chance. You want the ball to come to your side. You don't want you don't want to be aggressive. Now, all that's going to change when you see that ball spinning like that. I mean, I'm telling you, there's there's no way when you haven't seen that. I don't care how great a coach you are. I mean. You got first of all, you got to have a guy that can simulate that, that can kick that ball with that spin, and then to to have known that you could practice that or should have practiced that, and they will be now. <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, when it costs you a game like that, that's that you know, and that's what makes Belichick great. You know, they say he goes over every situation, understands every situation in the game, but. I mean, again, guys, that ball's spinning there, and you've been told, hey, we want the ball to come to our side, then you go throw the block, and then we go, you know, and then we go we go recover the ball. That was their hands team out there. I mean, it's their running backs, it's their receivers, it's their tight ends that are going in that situation. I, I find it hard to fault uh, uh, the Falcons right there. I fault the Falcons for, like we said earlier, not kicking – the, the, the extra point when they were up 19 and going for two because guess what all that could have happened and all those all those odds and all everything against you could have gone and could have gone that way but if you would have kicked the extra point early in the game gone up by 20 you'd have sent that the best they could have done be, being the Cowboys would have been to send that game to overtime so there, there there are other mistakes in that football game that I'm gonna initially point to and it's not going to be you, you know when when you when you haven't seen a kick like that and good for Fossil, good for the Cowboys, Fossil being the special teams guy. I'm assuming that's why Jerry paid him a million dollars to come in here and coach these special teams. I questioned the move early when – 
Pollard was bringing the dang ball out from eight yards deep in the end zone, and the Twice. starting field position was about the 12 and the 13. I was, you know, I, I, I was going, what in the hell have we brought this guy in here for? But then, bang, a situation like that, it wins you a football game. And, 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 and you know, good, good for Zerline, good for Fossil, and good for executing. And that was perfect execution in that, in that situation. 11:23. this is ESPN Central Texas. We're glad you're with us on a, uh, on a wet, rainy Monday. Hey, if you're out and about, be safe, drive carefully, hands at 10 and 2 and all that good stuff. It's 23 after 11 o'clock. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys. We're going to hear from Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll do that when we continue on a Monday edition of Game time here from ESPN Central Texas. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Qualified buyers at 3.9% with 4,000 down cash or trade. One available. Tax title and license extra. See dealer for details. It's the pre-owned kickoff savings event at Richard Carr. Score big savings like a 2011 GMC Acadia SLE for $109 a month. Or a 2011 Chevy Avalanche pickup for $199 per month. Or a 2019 Jeep Cherokee for $279 a month. Celebrate your score at the kickoff savings event going on now at Richard Carr. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7, built right, built ready. Now, get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months now through October 31st. Call us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with five convenient locations to serve you. Visit us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Durable Kubota L-Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or more Service Center in Star. Cowboys pulled off an improbable win, rallying after falling behind 20 to nothing in the first quarter to defeat the Falcons 40 to 39 on Sunday. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about the way his team executed in the fourth quarter. Just the ability to overcome um, all the adverse situations and take it all the way down to the wire. Great clock management by Dak there at the end, and, and Greg nailed it for the victory. So uh, we, we've spent a lot of time at the final segments of the game, and, and, and our guys did a, a great job of executing it here in the clutch. One more week of Rangers baseball, and they close out a series with the Angels this afternoon. Kyle Gibson will be on the mound for Texas. Broadcast at 2.30, first pitch at 3.10. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eleven twenty-seven. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. Glad you're with us on ninety-two point three FM and sixteen sixty AM here in the uh, the heart of Texas. Of course, all of our uh, a lot of our great national stuff over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, with. Uh, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, and Doug Gottlieb, all those guys over on Fox Sports Central Texas. And that, of course, is 1330 a.m. and 93.3 uh, FM. So there you go. Give you a choice. Give you a choice. But uh, anyway. All right. Cowboys win it yesterday, 40-39. Garrett, anger early because of the, uh, the, the just the, the lack of focus, in right. my opinion. Uh, and I know Stretch talked a lot about – not having the contact, but neither did a lot of teams, and they're not dropping it. They're not putting it on the ground three times in ten plays. Uh, so you had that. Then you got the offense clicking. Defense struggled the whole game, in my opinion. Uh, special teams were <laughs> I, I don't that, that's a mixed bag. As he pointed out, you, you got them coming out of the end zone eight yards deep and not getting anywhere. You got fake punts going on, but you also got a, a an unbelievably well executed onside kick, and then you have the game winning kick to to win the football game yesterday uh, in the waning seconds of the contest. No timeouts. Good snap. Good hold. Forty six yards. Yes, sir. Kiss that pig. The final score: Dallas forty, Atlanta thirty nine. That is the uh, voice of the Dallas Cowboys, Brad Sham, on the uh, on the call yesterday on the Cowboy Radio Network, heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. They kissed that pig, did they? That's a, that's a new one for me. Kiss the pig. I haven't heard that one before. That was a nice one by Brad. And, and the kick would have been good from from fifty five or sixty. I mean, it was high end over end, and it was up at the top of the uprights. Which I know that's what a lot of people, a lot of Cowboys fans out there, are glad to see because you had the kicking woes last season, and for them to come out in a, a clutch scenario like that and come through, it's really gives you positive reinforcement going forward. Yeah. So that that gave the Cowboys the forty to thirty nine win over the Atlanta Falcons, and as I mean, we're, we're sitting here dissecting right. it. And what do you think they're doing in Atlanta right now on talk radio? Oh, it, it's got to be a nightmare. I, and I, I think I was telling J-Mo this this morning is, could you imagine Dan Quinn knowing that I have to go talk to the media right now after this? It, it's so just gut-riching to think that you have to deal with that. And you've already gone through that once in the Super Bowl. And I know the whole time I personally was thinking about that. I was like, man, because they had a couple of opportunities there where they – 
got those turnovers, but they weren't able to capitalize and turn them into touchdowns. You got to settle for field goals. And when you're doing that, you know, that gives you uh, – well, makes you worry. A little I, bit. I know he was wearing a mask, but I, I mean, it, it looked like there was just utter disbelief on his face. I mean, yes. And, and, and honestly, I'm sitting there watching it, and I don't believe what just took place. I mean, especially after the Cowboys went for two and didn't get it. They drive down the field, and it was a gorgeous drive, put it in the end zone, mm-hmm. and, and they're down nine and elect to go for two, and Mike McCarthy talks about that decision. The decision to go for two there, Mike, can you just kind of walk us through that? Why not just take the, the extra point? Well, I, I, I think that's the wrong call to take the extra uh, – the, the decision to go for two there um, is, is – Simple, simple mathematics. Where you, you rather know that you know if it's a two-score game at, at, at the earliest time instead of taking it all the way down to the end and playing for the two-point at the end. So uh, I understand. I can't tell you how many conversations I've, I've been involved uh, in in this particular situation. But to go for two there, um, just to make it clear, whether, just to make it clear with a little over four minutes, if we were going to be in a one-score game or two-two-score game, was the thinking. So he stands by it. I mean, in. And that's his philosophy. That's mm-hmm. his decision. That's what he will do. It sounds like going forward, it's, he he would rather know sooner than later. But as as Stretch was talking about earlier, if you kick right there, you know for a fact you're still. I mean, you're in the football. Right. And theoretically, you're in the football game because they obviously came back and won. But they look what all had to happen in order for them to win the football game. If you kick, you're down eight. You know, it's pretty simple. Score, go for two, and and that's your story. I think it just shows the evolution of the mindset for coaches and and different staffs in general because, you know, even five years ago, you wouldn't have done that. You know, you would have just played it safe and took the kick, but you're starting to bring analytics into this. I think it started with, you know, different teams in high school where they would elect to kick onsides all the time or not punt. And you've seen Yeah, there's a school in Arkansas that does not punt. I don't care if it's on the two-yard line. Yeah, and I think that's starting to carry over into the NFL where you could say, well – we're looking at all these numbers, and it just makes more sense to risk it. And it's something that, you know, it might be a new adjustment for us, but I think it's something that you're going to see more common. So, what do you think of Dak Prescott's play? Uh, early on, he was not very good. But he, was, he, he had so much pressure coming in on him, the line wasn't blocking for him. So, I'm not going to put that on Dak. I but thought Dak did. He also a hell put of the ball job. on the ground too. Now, yeah. Uh, th- of course, that was everybody. I mean, you know, the mm-hmm. the ball boy was dropping him on the sideline. It was just crazy what was going on. But as the game unfolded, what did he have? Three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, three rushing touchdowns and over four hundred yards passing. Yeah, so unreal. he had one of his better days it, it, worth the star on the helmet. And, and uh, Zeke talked about the play of Dak Prescott. Zeke, can you speak about the performance of Dak Prescott? And uh, this is the largest comeback in Cowboys history, but uh, Dak with 450 yards passing, four total touchdowns. Um, just fearless. Uh, just fearless. Um, no matter what the score is, Dak always has that same mentality that uh, we're going to be able to come back and, and uh, win that game. He's, and he's going to lead us to, to come back and do that. And um, just for him to go out there and, and um, be as clutch as he was and make the plays he he made, um, him and the receivers, uh, you know, special. And, and it was a special day. I mean, and, you know, he gets he gets thumped pretty good mm-hmm. uh, down on the goal line, and he has to come out. But, um, you know, there was a penalty on the play, so then he gets to come back. Oh, no, it was a review. That's what it was. Right. And, and uh, they ruled that, uh, that Zeke had – 
gone down shy of the goal line. It was a correct call. But then Dak comes right back in and runs the, the, the quarterback sneak and barrels his way into the end zone. So uh, good to see good to see that. And he, I thought he played well. Uh, and, and I've been critical of Dak Prescott because uh, we've talked about this a, mm-hmm. a, 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 t- a million times. There are times when the numbers just don't tell the story. If he hits a guy on a crossing route and he throws it behind him as, as – Stretch always talks about right. the ball being on the hip. Receiver has to stop. It's a completion. It's a gain of nine. So he's one for one plus nine. But if he hits him in stride, it may be plus 15. But with that said, I thought yesterday, I thought he played well. See, and I think what a lot of the the discrediting that he gets, it comes from playing in Dallas. I think you'll see it there. And if he was a part of the Jets or the Giants, you would see it there. But there are numerous teams out there who would love to have Dak, you know, and you would well, hardly the Cowboys hear, want it, Dak. No, exactly. But I mean, I think there's numerous teams out there who would have taken the initiative and gave him the contract in the offseason, and you wouldn't constantly be questioning everything he does. I think you would be praising him because when you look at his numbers, he's phenomenal. I mean, he had, he was side-by-side side with what Matt Ryan has done, and it's just because where he's at and he hasn't you know got all these wins in the playoffs. Well, hell, nobody has since Aikman. Yeah, well, that's true. So and, and it's frustrating. And, and there is one good thing about Dak that – that sometimes gets overlooked is he is a great member of the community. Yeah, uh, he is. He is a, you know, <laughs> lack of a better term, he's a good dude. Uh, people like him in the community. He's always uh, he's 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 just a solid member of the of the Metroplex. Eleven thirty six. We're talking Cowboy football and uh, d- speaking of Dak, he, you know the Cowboys were down twenty to nothing. Mm-hmm. How many teams seriously? Fold their tent and say, you know what, we're 0-2, let's go get ready for Seattle. I think most of them would. You know, yes, granted, you are professionals and you're supposed to keep fighting, but at some point that's got to weigh on your psyche. And I honestly thought it was over. I almost switched the channel off. I was like, oh, here we go again. Dallas is just not looking good. And they have they have so many ways that you can make an excuse out of that. You could say, well, we're depleted at linebacker. Our secondary is young and everything. But they don't make excuses, and they fought their way back into it. And I think that was the most impressive thing. And, and you know, we talk about Atlanta doing a lot of dumb things. But the bottom line is, you make a great point. They hung around and they made plays to put themselves in a position. Now, it took a lot of stuff right. to happen, including the onside kick. But they did give themselves a chance. They didn't quit playing because, you know, number one, it was early in the football game. It's mm-hmm. 20 to nothing, but it's 20 to nothing in the first quarter and early in the first quarter. So, uh, Dak talks about the resiliency of his football team. Dak, have you ever been involved in a game quite like that? And can you walk us through in the fourth quarter after you had that big play to Lamb and then lost about 47 yards in field position, just how you and the team responded the rest of the quarter? Yeah, I mean, we, we showed our resiliency today. Uh, and, I mean, first, I uh, want to thank just uh, those 21,000-plus fans that showed up today. Um, as you said, I, I don't know if I've been in many games like this. The only thing I can think of is the playoff game my rookie year. Um, but to be able to get the win um, – and feeling those those fans that were there, that stayed the whole game, that didn't give up on us, uh, that was a huge difference. I think the team fed off of that. I know they did late in, uh, late in that two-minute drive uh, after that onside kick. Uh, it was simply just incredible, incredible game to be a part of. But I think the team, more than anything, just showed their, their faith and resiliency in each other uh, and just staying at it. And it was an incredible football game. I mean, you, you, you gave them zero chance. Mm-hmm. Come on, Right, Garrett? Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't either. I mean, when it's 20 to nothing, I didn't give it. I mean, I thought, you know, I'm going to watch this because I scheduled three hours right, to watch exactly. it. <laughs> so, and it actually was closer to four hours. But uh, I scared, you know, that you said, hey, I got nothing else to do. This yep. is what I'm doing. Uh, I'd kind of planned on it. And so, you know what? We're going to 
we're gonna stick with this thing and and uh, you know if it's 50 to nothing we're gonna we're, we're right here watching it so anyway hey let's go to the uh, let's go to the phones and uh, let's say hello to Derek Derek good morning how are you good morning guys hey I just wanted to mention something I was thinking about uh, that game yesterday with the onside kick at the very end mm-hmm. that's exactly why they should never get rid of the kickoffs in the NFL that is a that's a great point. That is a uh, you know what? That's a great point. I know they talk a lot about the the uh, the kicks uh, in the NFL mm-hmm. in all levels of football it being a dangerous play, uh, but that that's a great point. That I mean, you're not, we're not talking about this if they if you automatically put the ball in the twenty five and go play. No, and that's a that's a, that's an element that you need in the game. I mean, it changes the whole course, like you said. And uh, if you take that away, it's just it takes away just the luster and everything, and it, it's it's just not fun. And how about the penalty that was called? I think it may be a new rule: the blindside block on on uh, CD Lamb on CD yeah. Lamb. I, and I'm like, now hang on just a second. They're going; these are world class athletes going nine thousand miles an hour. How do you prevent that? You really you really can't. And I think the only way you can prevent it is to throw the flag like they did and just try to eliminate it because I guess if that happens to you enough times and they start hitting your pockets, you'll get away from that. But it, it kind of is one of those things where it's part of the game. It's going to happen. Just I, I get the crack back block. You don't want to crack back block right. along the line of scrimmage. But that's, that's, a, that's a play in the open field that – so if he steps in the way and he doesn't just initiate and it wasn't contact, helmet to helmet either. I, yeah, I know. But say he doesn't lower his shoulder and pop him. He just gets in the way and makes him slow down. I guess that's what they're looking for. I they want guess. You to just... I mean, I mean, they, they all it almost looked like they ran into each other, quite right. frankly. But and I didn't know that rule. I, I obviously that's I think that's a new rule. Uh, and they're and they're going to enforce it. That's pretty clear. Yes. So, and, and I'd never heard that the blind side block. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So we have a uh, from the two one four. They shouldn't take the kicks away, but the onside, but doing onside like a fourth and fifteen, uh, like the XFL did. And I'm surprised that you're not going to see some of those rules uh, be implemented that the XFL had. You know, like the I would I still think that they should do the judge the sky judge i think that would be beneficial on a lot of these calls to help the pace of the game 11 41 19 away from 12 o'clock uh i, I don't know i mean I, I i did watch a little bit of that xfl mm-hmm. just you know it was football <laughs> well i mean i'm not saying that the product obviously wasn't there but they did have a couple of rules that i think might you might see consideration down the road all right, uh, you can join us uh, on the text line, the uh, CNC Collision text line at 254-662-1660 or on the phone lines if you want to talk with us at 254-662-1660. It's 11.42. Coming up at noon today, it is Unnecessary Roughness with our good friends, and it'll be Q and Ward and Stephen. And I think if everything goes according to Hoyle, they're going to uh, try to get you some of the uh, Coach Dave Aranda press conference. Uh, and they may try to do that even live and in person uh, coming up at noon today. Could you imagine having to prepare for another press conference of just no. we weren't able to play? No. That's got to be gut-rich. And I, I, and I know what the do you, staff. What, you walk into that meeting room and you got 100 football players staring at you. What do you tell them? That's the thing is, I mean, they put in all this work and effort and time and everything, and then it's just, oh, Houston's in town, but we can't play. Yeah, and you – because now when they do play Saturday night and let's cross our fingers and all that stuff, can you imagine how fast their motor's going to be running? They're going to spend a lot mm-hmm. of energy early 
because, I mean, they're just so thrilled to actually get on the football field. And I was hoping for a, a million – we had a million reasons why playing Houston right. made, made a lot of sense. Remember, you know, we talked about the Southwest Conference, all that stuff. But the fact that they were going to get a non-conference game played before they went into league competition I think would have been it, beneficial to them because Kansas has played. Yeah, that's true, but at the same time, I think both um, Louisiana Tech and Houston would be a tougher out to start the season than Kansas. I, I just do. I think that they're better get quality that. opponents because I think it's going to be easier for Baylor to go in and start Big 12 play by facing Kansas than if the schedule was to have where you're going into Norman. That's something you don't want to do. So I think it could be a lot worse is what I'm getting at. I, I get that. But I, I also think that Dave Aranda would tell you that in that non-conference game, it's about us and not them. Right. Because we want to see how we how we perform in our kicking game. I mean, we have – I mean, you know, how, how much live kicking game have they done? Uh, how you know, All those little things that you just don't – you know, that, that, you, that you get better at mm -hmm. in your non-conference schedule. You play two or three non-conference games. Well, now they have none. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I just think the core of this team, and granted, I know they, they it's a whole new system and everything. I just feel like they're equipped. They've already been through a nightmare situ situation. You know, a lot of these guys, and it, it, this is a, a program that's seen a lot of transition and everything over the past few years. And I, I think your guys like Charlie Brewer and the leadership are going to be able to, you're going to be able to lean on them in this situation. All right, it's 11:45, 15 away from. 12 noon we're glad you're with us we got cloudy sky 71 degrees fox 44 weather team says more rain for the remainder of the day and into tomorrow so there you go all right, we're going to step aside and we'll come back with more of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. Rangers fans, don't just watch the games from home. Bring a piece of the game to your home. From game-used baseballs to bases and autographed photos and jerseys, your next prized possession is just a few clicks away. To see what's on sale, visit the online store at texasrangers.com authentics. New items are always being added, and you never know what will be there. Your piece of the game is waiting for you, so start shopping. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here, and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Power. Power is being behind the wheel of a Ram 3500 with 1,000 pounds per foot of torque. Power is a 12-inch touchscreen and 395 horsepower Hemi V8. Ram Power Days are going on now at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. If you count on your truck, then you can count on Cameron Autoplex to deliver the right truck for you. We have the selection and the pricing our customers deserve. We are your Central Texas Truck Authority. Shop in person or online at CameronAutoplex.com. And remember, it's always cheaper in Cameron. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Eleven forty-eight, twelve away from noon. Glad you're with us as we roll through a Monday morning. And and Garrett, we we had so much going on today. We didn't get a chance to. To get to Deion Sanders and his new gig. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting move. He's going to take over at Jackson State, and Q was saying that they're going to start in the spring. But w- w- when he I, when he initially took this job, the first thing I thought of was, is he going to bring his son Shadur down there? I know he's got a lot of schools in uh, Florida looking at him. He's a good-sized frame on him, and he could throw the ball all over the field. So I'm going to be interested to see if he follows his dad there. And uh, real quick, the uh, game time for the October 3rd game for Baylor the, uh, on the road at West Virginia is set for 11 a.m. 11 a.m. kick for BU and West Virginia on October the 3rd. Thanks to uh, thanks to Matt Mosley. He's uh, all over that one. He got it for us and uh, sent that over. You can hear Matt 3 to, three to 6. It's the Matt Mosley Show starring Stephen Simcox. And that happens every uh, every weekday from 3 until 6. All right, coming up at noon today, or thereabouts, it will be Unnecessary Roughness with uh, Q, Ward, and, and Stephen. Uh, Q, I know you guys are going to be talking some Baylor football. You're going to be talking some NFL football. I think there's a Monday night game you may have some interest in. Yeah, a little something-something. A little something. <laughs> little something-something. <laughs> Raiders and Saints. I'm telling you, I don't feel good about it. I, I love the fact that it's a it's a Monday night game and it opens up the new stadium in, a, in Las Vegas, but – yeah. Fans or no fans for no fans all no season, fans. all season long. No fans. Yep. Wow. Um, Mark Davis said if everyone can't come in, he doesn't want anybody to come in because it's the first year there. So it's kind of like sense. yeah, you don't really yeah. want to 
you know, mm-hmm. make people say, oh, well, we how come we didn't get to go the in? The money so. people got to come and the right. regular fan didn't. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah, there's no reason for that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very interested in that game tonight, but uh, it had to be the Saints, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew here's, a, here's a tough <laughs> test for you. Yeah. But Jeez. Thomas is out. Is Michael Thomas? He's yeah, out, Michael Thomas he? is out, but they still have Alvin Kamara. Right. They still got uh, Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> they still got uh, Latavius Murray, Jerry Cook. I mean, uh, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, the list goes on and on. So. <laughs> Yeah, I might be in rare form tomorrow. We'll see. Oh. But uh, it's going to be a late night. Let's put it like that. Uh, but we got uh, we got a lot coming up on the show today. Uh, matter of fact, right off top, I think we're going to have uh, Coach Dave Aranda, his uh, media session, his weekly media session. It's at 12 today. So normally it's at 1130. So we're going to try to bring you at least some of it uh, off top. So probably about 12, maybe to 12:10 or whatever. Probably about a good 10 minutes of it depending on how it goes. Uh that only that might be like two answers from him because he gives some real yeah. detailed very answers thought- at times. So, yeah. Th- very thoughtful answers. You're exactly. right. Exactly. So who know we'll see how that goes, but uh, we should have coach Dave Aranda right off the top and then at 12:30 Franklin head football coach Mark Fannin. Uh they picked up a big win over Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh that was a big one and you know Troy uh Zach Robotic always gets a lot of props for all the yep. running he does. Well, look at Fra- Franklin's running backs. Look what they did uh, o- over the game. I mean, they just had monster games. They had a couple of them that had monster games. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun conversation with uh, Coach Fannin. We'll do that at 12.30, 1 o'clock, cover three NFL news and notes of the day. We do that on the daily. Uh, then at 2 o'clock, we'll, we'll check in with Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports, and he also covers the NFL, and so we'll just kind of go through the whole landscape of the weekend, uh, maybe talk about tonight's game a little bit, the Raiders and Saints, uh, but we'll do all things NFL at 2 p.m. with Cody Benjamin. And at 2.30, Sam Con Jr. from ESPN.com. He'll go over everything uh, college football related, Big 12, as they uh, get ready to get everything started. And maybe the Baylor Bears will get yeah. their fourth season opener uh, underway. I, I've I've gone into a week like three times now saying, it's game week. I'm so excited. <laughs> nope. I'm going to learn just to shut my mouth and not yep. say that because clearly I'm not I'm, – I'm doing something wrong. When that ball is going end over end <laughs> about 637, you know, right. after, once, once TV gets to us, about 637 Saturday night and the ball's end over end in the air, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I'm going to say, hey, you know what? We're going to play this game. Man, we can't I'm get not, any. Not until then. No, you're right. We can't get any closer than we did last week. I mean, Tom was literally at the stadium. Right. Yeah. On the concourse, checking in with us, talking about, hey, I can see, you know, they're doing the, the, the work. They're working on the grass. They're doing all this. They were doing the make ready for the stadium. <laughs> Guys, it was go time. What does, you know, and as frustrated and as disappointed as we are, oh, I still man. cannot imagine how you go to the podium if you're Dave Aranda. You, you, I mean, it's your first year, and for the third stinking time or whatever, yeah. you got to tell these guys, sorry, we ain't playing. It's a no-go. Mm-hmm. And Houston was here. Yes. Yeah. Houston had their trucks here and everything. Dana Holgerson uh, tweeted out a picture of the, the Houston big rig right out in front of McLean Stadium. Fox they were here. Sports was here. Yeah, I mean, everybody. there was a national radio broadcast of this game as well, guys. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of national media in Waco Friday for, for this thing. My only thing is, why did it take so long for it to get announced? Why do you wait until Houston is Bingo. here? Bingo. That, that, to me, makes <laughs> that's no the sense. Biggest, I think that's the biggest question. That's probably the most frustrating. I saw some Houston players uh, on Twitter talking some trash. Right. You know, you boys don't want to play us and all that. I mean, they, they were popping off. But, I mean, of course, they already made the trip. Exactly. They're, you know, they're fired up and angry. And I'm sure that the Baylor players were angry as well. Yeah, there's no question. And, and I don't know that we'll ever get that answer. Right. Nah. Uh, I, I just don't think we'll ever, we'll ever get that answer. But... Anyway, that's all coming up at noon today with Unnecessary Roughness. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for uh, calling in. Thanks for the text. And uh, many thanks to everyone who was a part of the program, Coach Sam Moody over at Valley Mills High School. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10 a.m. right after the John Moore Show. Have yourself a wonderful Monday afternoon. Stay dry. Be safe if you're out and about. And UNR is next on ESPN Central Texas.